Go talk to John U. Bacon, New York Times bestselling author. He knows everything about Michigan football. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing very well, Big Bill. How about yourself? Good. Um, I'm doing fantastic. I, I can't believe the last two years for Michigan. I thought last year was, oh, that's a year you're going to get every 10 years. And they come right back and they take it next level. Just, uh, uh, I'm almost speechless how unbelievable this year has been so far for Harbaugh and Michigan football. Especially when you consider that uh, you changed quarterbacks after about two or three games. So, pretty amazing. And, of course, you lost one of your biggest players from last year. Hell, a few of them. Hutchinson, of course, uh, Ojabo, and all the rest. So, uh, it's been uh, a tour de force. I'm not sure which year, frankly, Bill, is more impressive after coming off a 2-4 and four debacle in 2020 when... Bill, if you left it up to the fans, I don't know if Harbaugh would have had a job and Ward Manuel wisely signed him for another contract, do or die, I grant you. Um, but, uh, boy, 20, what, they're 25-2 and two since then. Not bad. Well, you, know, you, you talk about that contract and Harbaugh humbled by having to take a pay cut, which normally you never see uh, anybody at a school like Michigan or a name like Harbaugh take a pay cut and the do or die. And the fact that uh, a lot of people seem content if Harbaugh was leaving for the Vikings job or the NFL uh, early 2022, and here you are, uh, the number two team in America, Big Ten champions again, uh, put a butt whooping on Ohio State in Columbus, and uh, you get two W's, you're a national champion. No kidding. Um, and, I mean, right now, they really are the number two team in the in the nation. I think Georgia is still a notch better than Michigan is, but not the three notches they were last year. And they're favored against a very good TCU team. So uh, what a difference two years makes. And back to that big bet. Ward Manuel made a big bet against the advice of many people close to him, I think. Um, likewise, Harbaugh swapped out six of his ten assistant coaches. That is another big boy bet right there. And the kind of bet that you think might pay off ideally in two, three, four years, but it had to pay off that year or they're all gone, and it did. So those are two pretty huge bets, and you throw the third one in, uh, taking J.D. McCarthy over Cade McNamara, who just won you a Big Ten title, uh, which was clearly the right move, as tough as I'm sure it was. And uh, they did not get there by playing it safe. You have to conclude that. Yeah, some unbelievable moves inside uh, the University of Michigan. Uh, Harbaugh, his staff, players, and man, they they pushed all the right buttons. I, I'm, I'm trying to find a negative of the last couple of years connected to Michigan football, on or off the field. And I know uh, the Mozzie Smith story is out there, but uh, there haven't been many. Haven't been many, and I think the Mozzie Smith story is frankly largely a failure of public relations more than. Uh, legal actions. As you know, today he pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor gun charge, and the Annapolis Police Department, as reported by Angelique Shingalis, you know her very well, of course, um, just uh, reported that, um, to be clear, what, what was the phrase here? Make, make sure I get this one right. Um, blah, 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 I'm scrolling here. It's, it's all piling up too fast. Don't but anyway, worry about it. Uh, he was, the gun was not loaded at the time. That's the point. Um, now, maybe these are distinctions without a difference, obviously. Um, but uh, anyway, so I'm not saying it's a great situation by any means. If they'd gotten the word out earlier, I think they would have been a lot better off uh, from a PR point of view. But uh, if that's the biggest thing that happens to Michigan this year off the field, then they should walk away clean. And he did uh, officially plead guilty to a misdemeanor, right? That is correct. Yeah, Today. so again, uh, 
He didn't put anybody in harm's way. I'm not condoning it. And I do agree with you uh, why they sat on it and didn't explain that um, he cooperated, did all this. And it, it wouldn't be one one hundredth of the story it became for, you know, about a week cycle. Yeah, I think that's about right. And look, I mean, it's back to the Don Canham edict, never turn a one-day story into a two-day story. And related to that, Bill, if you have bad news, when this it clearly is bad news when your player gets arrested for uh, a gun infraction, um, then it's far better to get the news out yourself than to wait for people to find out through county records and whatnot. Um, so that would have been much wiser that way. But, uh, but at any rate, the PR aside, um, on the grand scale, you've got guys like Blake Corm, of course, delivering dinners on Thanksgiving and whatnot. It's been uh, a very positive year for Michigan football, and it seems like a very unified team. And then they do the team, the team, the team. And uh, yeah, I thought John Beeline sent out a tweet that I screenshotted and shared with my audience on Twitter and Facebook where, you know, in this uh, name, image, and likeness era, this transfer portal party uh, situation we have every year now, uh, they look and feel and play like a team the last two years. Yeah, and I mean, and you saw the difference in 2019 and 2020. Uh, The team 2019, we all thought, and that's when my book Overtime was coming out, uh, that was going to be the year. They're ranked in the top five. They're going to make a real run for the whole thing, having almost done it the year before, 10-game winning streak, which, of course, ended in Columbus um, with another whooping by the Buckeyes, of course, down there. And 2019, they had all kinds of talent, but the team did not get unified. They were not very close, as I understand it. In 2020, even less so. So changing the coaches certainly helped change the culture, and they seemed to attract perhaps a higher caliber uh, teammate in the process. So they had talent, a lot of it in 2019, but they didn't have a team, and that's the difference. You know, you go back to that overtime book, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's where I was going, and John U. Bacon New York Times bestselling author based in Ann Arbor. He knows everything inside and out when it comes to University of Michigan Athletics joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. Do you see anything from that book and all the conversations you had during that year with Harbaugh and Michigan football that kind of showed the future where the team is at now? Wow, good question. Um, boy, I'll I tell you what, I did not see... I thought if Harbaugh went nine and three, ten and two last year, that would vindicate Ward Manuel. That would vindicate Jim Harbaugh as a great season. If if anybody else out there saw twelve and zero coming, thirteen and zero of course after um, after I'm sorry, twelve and one uh, after losing to Michigan State of course, um, they were smarter than I was because I didn't see that happening. And this year going thirteen and zero the way they did, I thought. Looking at the schedule, and they had a very soft non-conference schedule, as you know. But, you know, as tough as anybody's in the conference, you've got to play Penn State and Michigan State and so on. Um, I thought they would be probably 11-1 after Ohio State. They're winning down there. They've not done it in 20 years, 22 years. Um, that just seemed like too, too far a challenge, especially when Ohio State was also undefeated. And, Bill, Ohio State's got 14 five-star players. Michigan has three. On paper, that should not have been a game the other way. And, man, you could not tell that on game day down in Columbus. John Bacon, New York Times bestselling author, Michigan Insider, joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Have you, what, what changes from sitting down in multiple books and stories and events and everything you're a part of there in Ann Arbor, connected to Harbaugh? Where has he changed? And how have those changes 
and maybe helped him as a coach in the Michigan program the last two years? I think the biggest change, honestly, was getting closer to his players. Uh, as corny as that might sound, you see it in the press conferences after the games. It used to often just be Jim by himself, um, Jim Harbaugh, that is. And now it's him with Mike Sainer still, of course, and uh, other stars in the defense. Um, he wants to get those guys in as fast as possible and get himself off the stage as fast as possible. There seems to be a bond with this coaching staff and the players that was not complete before. So I think the biggest change is off the field and not the X's and O's, although that certainly has improved as well. Uh, this football team, uh, I know there was some crazy talk, like, hey, is J.J. with the best to have ever played? You know, I said, no way. And then I thought, well, gosh, if he leads them to a national championship and they beat TCU in the semifinal and they get some revenge against Georgia and you look at uh, what a, a young quarterback did in one year, I, I guess he would be in that conversation, which is kind of crazy considering this is his first year starting. Both of those reactions are mine. On the one hand, on paper, no way. There have been a lot of great quarterbacks at Michigan, and J.J. is hardly complete. This is his first year starting at Michigan, and he's made uh, some mistakes along the way, including a bad interception against uh, Purdue, naturally. Um, I'm letting a cat out here, Bill. Sorry about that. Otherwise, the cat's going to bother our interview. So cats are very uncooperative, it turns out. But anyway, uh, he's out. Um, but the flip side is, look, they're 13-0. and uh, And he, was, he clearly had to have the game of his life against Ohio State, especially with Blake Corm, your best player, out. And he did. Uh, now, a lot of those passes were kind of backyard passes, long bombs that there's no one around. They're more about scheming than about uh, Tom Brady threading the needle kind of passes. Uh, but he made very good judgments, and unlike most quarterbacks uh, at Michigan, he can run as well as he can pass, and that has proven to be essential for Michigan down the road. And his judgment's been quite good. I think next year he'll be a substantially better quarterback than he was this year, but Man, if, he, if he's end up being 14-0 to play Georgia, whatever happens, you got to put him on a short list. Harbaugh, uh, win or lose uh, against TCU or if they get to the title game against Georgia or, God forbid, we would have the biggest college football game and one of the biggest sporting events, if not the biggest, uh, the state of Michigan has ever seen with Michigan-Ohio State at SoFi for the national championship. Uh, is Harbaugh at Michigan the rest of his career? Is this his final stop? Well, I mean, we've all learned, Bill, never say never, obviously, but uh, that's my guess. Um, and I can tell you a few things that we do know. Uh, talking to Jim Hackett from Grand Rapids, obviously, or there many, many years, decades. Um, Jim Hackett told me when he was the AD and he hired Harbaugh a month or two into his tenure at Michigan, uh, Hackett's that is, that he said, Jim, what's the future look like? And Harbaugh said, uh, I've got unfinished business in the NFL, and after seven years, I'm going to take a look. That's exactly what he did after seven years. So he was not fooling Hackett. He was up front with the recruits and the coaches, which cost him a, a PR black eye, of course, for a few months there. Uh, but at least he kept his credibility with those recruits uh, and those current players, of course. Um, after he came back, after the flirtation with Vikings, he said, uh, I'll, I'll be here as long as you'll have me, to Ward Manuel. said it publicly. He's repeated that since then. Um, and, I mean, look, Jim's got his pros and cons like all of us and his strengths and weaknesses. But as Bruce Motti, 
the former sports information director asked me when that whole thing ended, he said, have you ever known Jim to lie? And I haven't. Um, so, you know, I like what he has to say. I don't always agree with him, but I've never known him to lie, ever. Um, so if that's the case, then my guess is he's there at Michigan as long as they'll have him. And the family is having a great time. Now, being 25-2 and two over the last 24 months never hurts. Um, but uh, the kids are growing up in Ann Arbor. They're going to his school. And right now, of course, the Love Fest has returned for Harbaugh and the town. That does not hurt. So if I had to bet right now, I think Harbaugh is at Michigan for the rest of his career. And by the way, uh, with a foundation led by J.J. McCarthy and Donovan Edwards, I've been saying this all week, that I believe Michigan will be the pre and a wealth of other young talent, that Michigan will be the preseason number one team in college football going into 2023. Well, with some of that line coming back, which is now one and two with Georgia for the Joe Moore Award, is the best line in college football. They won it last year, and four of those five graduated and left. Um, you've got that you know chunk of that line coming back, and you've shown you can re- replicate it. If you've got Donovan Edwards coming back in the backfield, one of the most explosive tailbacks out there, and you got J.J. McCarthy coming back, boy, that's uh, that may well be the case. It will depend in part, Bill, I think, on how they play against TCU and, if they get there, Georgia or Ohio State. Um, but uh, they've got to be a top five, and if they play well in these next two games, even if they don't win it, um, they will. Um, I think you're right. They'll be number one. John Bacon, New York Times uh, best-selling uh, author. Before I let you go, there was something uh, you said that caught my attention. Uh, strengths and weaknesses of Harbaugh. What, what, what would you right now define those as? on the strength side and the weaknesses side? Strengths, uh, and enthusiasm unknown to mankind. That was his dad's mantra, and he's got it in spades. He's got insane levels of energy. And this is a guy who had a 14-year NFL career. He's got nothing to prove, and he's got, you know, he had the money and all the rest. So to put in these kinds of hours, and I'm looking at Deion Sanders doing that right now also, it's very rare for a great player to come back to be a great coach because it takes too much. So I'd say energy levels, I'd say honesty. He's been, again, whether you like him or not, um, he's been direct and straight about every issue that I've dealt with him on. Um, and I'd say also he's become what used to be a weakness and now is a great strength, uh, delegating better to his staff uh, and getting closer to his players. Weaknesses, uh, he's not done much to endear himself to other coaches. We know that. Uh, not just at Michigan State, but also at Ohio State and really throughout the Big Ten. It's a minor miracle that the Big Ten voted him the coach of the year this year. Because usually it goes to a team that performs better than expected, of course. A team that was 3-9 three and, three and nine ends up being, you know, 8-4 and four or something. And that didn't happen this year. Um, so he hasn't got too many friends in the Big Ten. And he hasn't got too many friends in the media. He's not necessarily all that media savvy a person. I don't think it's a concern of his is why he's not. Uh, but I would say those are two things that often cost him. They don't necessarily have to. But uh, those are not, I don't think, his priorities. Uh, what's the next book uh, adventure for you, John? You? Uh, great question. Sorting that out right now. But in the meantime, we're pushing The Great Halifax Explosion for a six-part TV series. Not at all a done deal yet. Uh, and will likely be a play with Jeff Daniels at Purple Rose Theater. Uh, Let Them Lead, which came out last year about my experience coaching the Huron High School hockey team. Jim Bernstein, who wrote Mighty Ducks 3 and Renaissance Man with Danny DeVito and Marky Mark. Um, he's almost done with the screenplay on that, so we'll see about that. And then uh, I'm exploring book options as we speak, so I'll keep you keep posted on that one, Bill. Uh, I think the last two years of Harbaugh might be a good book. 
I've heard that. <laughs> Uh-oh. I might have. Uh, did I win the game show? Did I no, win the game, won the show, game show yet. No, no. I've, I've signed. I've done no deals on that and signed no deals yet. Uh, and I may not. Um, but uh, I can say I'm kicking myself that the years I cover the team, of course, they have a 10-game losing, winning streak snap, and then they – uh, they are disappointed in 2019. Boy, the luck you'd have to have to uh, write a book last year or this year would be incredible. And I did not have that luck. So yeah, I was uh, I was saying when you said I may or may not, I'm thinking I didn't know John you was running for politics. I may or may not, Bill. <laughs> I'm not telling you. I may or may not. Yeah, it would have been. You know what? I, I will say probably. Well, either year, if you jumped in from the start through the year. Either year had so many stories because the unexpected from last year and then J.J. and the things they've been through and what they did in Columbus. You're right. That would have been one hell of a book. Really. Oh, yeah. And well, you also got the drama between Cade McNamara, who's just ongoing, as we know. Uh, he's he, he, he's got to just go go to Iowa and play, and that's it. You know what? Uh, no, one, no one dislikes him. It was purely a football business move going to J.J. That's it. Well, and it's pretty hard to argue against it, isn't it? You're 13-0. So it's a pretty hard claim to make that he picked the wrong guy. Harbaugh did. Well, and that, uh, and that probably makes Cade even more PO'd because Harbaugh made sure. the right decision. And J.J. went one step further off the incredible year that Cade had last year. So, again, he's still early 20s. Uh, you had you to be a leader. you got to have some moxie, some ego. And J.J. went and took it next level. There you go. Exactly right. And look, last year they had Haskins. They had that line, of course. They had the defensive ends. They didn't have that this year. So we knew going into that Ohio State game that J.J. McCarthy had to play the best game of his career, and he did. And uh, God bless Cade McNamara, but I'm not sure if he's capable of that level of game. We'll never know, of course, in fairness. Um, And, hey, he won Michigan's first uh, Big Ten title in 18 years and beat Ohio State for the first time in forever. So he'll be rightly remembered for those things, and I don't think anybody's wishing him ill in Iowa, nor should they. So, John, uh, you, before I let you go, uh, how will the end play out for Harbaugh and Michigan football? How will the what play out? The, how will the end here? Will it end, end against TCU? Will it end? I don't think so. I think uh, TCU in LA? is the second... I think TCU is the second most talented team Michigan has faced, but I don't think they're more talented than Ohio State. I don't think TCU's you know, great quarterback and receivers are better than Ohio State's. Um, so they've faced a team like this before. Um, I don't think TCU's defense is anywhere near as good as Ohio State's, although they didn't, they didn't play very well that game. But I think that's on the defensive coordinator and the crazy schemes. And, Bill, correct me if I'm wrong, but playing cover zero repeatedly, uh, as one coach once told me, when you're playing cover zero – Somebody's band is going to play. Either you get blitz them and get a sack, or they're going to smoke you on wide open receivers, which happens several times in that game, of course. Um, so I put that more in the D.C. than the uh, talent at Ohio State. I think Michigan will beat TCU, um, maybe by a touchdown or two. Um, Georgia, they'll still be underdogs and should be underdogs. Georgia, you know, on paper certainly is a better team. Uh, but man, if you got that kind of confidence going and you're 14 and 0 at that point, one game, anything can happen. Lord knows. So at that point, who knows? Um, so I would, I don't know if I'd bet on Michigan versus Georgia at this stage, but I would bet on them versus TCU. Uh, and look, you get to the college football finals, um, something that no Big Ten team has done for a while. Um, how can you not call that a great season for Michigan and for Harbaugh? So it was a great conversation with John U. Bacon, New York Times bestselling author. Also, he knows everything that's going on in Ann Arbor. Joining us on the Meyer Guest Line, John U. 
a wonderful conversation. My best to you and your family during the holidays and enjoy that final four matchup with Michigan and TCU. All right. Thanks, Bill.